Welcome to Healer's Happy Hour. I'm your host, Anne. On the show, we discuss meaningful conversations with healers in various fields and modalities. In this podcast, you can expect to learn more on the connection of the mind, body, emotion, and spirit, as well as our purpose here today. So sit back, take a sip of your favorite drink, and enjoy today's topic. Cheers. Welcome to this week's episode of Healer's Happy Hour. I'm your host, Anne. Today on the show, I am really honored and very excited to have my friend Ellen Wong on the show. She's a certified breathwork quantum journey guide, co-creator of the We Are All Daughters and Woo New podcast. She's based down in LA, so if you're down there, please feel free to hit her up. And in 2018, Ellen actually started this spiritual journey She ended up leaving her digital marketing job to start co-creating We Are All Daughters. And now she supports the collective through her uh, shamanic journeying, breathwork, guided visualizations, and plant medicine circles. So Ellen really believes that through healing the through these tools, we can reprogram the subconscious and regulate the body so we can live in a more authentic and natural way for ourselves. So thank you, Ellen. Thank you. I'm so excited for this conversation. I've been looking forward to it. I am too. I am too. And it's five o'clock here on the West Coast. And, you know, that's normal happy hour time. (laughs) So so what are you drinking today? I am drinking water. (laughs) I feel like with all the energies right now with the Pisces new moon, which is, yes. I feel like we're still kind of in it, you know, like I've just been calling in water so much. Yes. So yeah, keeping yes. it simple. I feel that. I feel that I have a lot of Pisces in my chart. I took a bath yesterday. It was like, I love that water energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking peppermint tea. So helps clear my throat chakra. So, all right, we'll do a little cheers and we'll get started. Cheers. All right. Yep, and I'll take a sip as well. So what was the catalyst uh, that started you on this journey, Ellen, of, of doing the breath work and the shaman work and, and everything you do? You do so much. So <laughs> well, honestly, you know, it's funny because I think like many people who get into this space, it was never my grandmaster plan to, you know, get into breath work. <laughs> or to do any of the things I'm doing now. But I think I hit a point in my journey back in 2000, I think it really started in 2016. I was a creative director for a digital agency in Santa Monica at the time and doing really well in my career. And I was just getting promoted to executive creative director. And I was partnering at that time with my creative partner. And That promotion happened in late 2016. And honestly, I think that was really the beginning of the end, so to speak, because I started experiencing crazy bouts of imposter syndrome and feeling like I wasn't worthy of that position, first of all. And then I started experiencing 
shortness of breath, like shortness of breath as I was driving to Santa Monica, which usually took about an hour every day coming from downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's really the first time in my life that I felt any sort of like physical kind of anxiety because I just never dealt with that in momentary situations. Like if I had to pitch to a client, I would get nervous and things like that. But anxiety as sort of like a constant or a chronic Mm -hmm. issue, never, thankfully never had to deal with that until then. And so something was already going on with my body that was like kind of calling me to attention. And I just thought that at the time I was just burning out of work because I was working so much and the responsibilities were piling on top of me. I pure, I totally thought it was just, I'm being overworked and I'm just burning out. So I started meditating as I think a lot of people do when they're just looking for quick solutions to regulate the body. I had heard so much about this meditation thing. So there just so happened to be the studio in Santa Monica that had opened up called Unplug Meditation. So. I would hop over there and do like a 30 minute meditation group class. And that was really my first entryway into like meditation, aside from the apps, like, you know, headspace and like calm and all those things, which I also tried and it worked, but it wasn't long lasting. It was, it was kind of like the, I was still experiencing the shortness of breath. I was still experiencing all these things. And in early 2017, I got married and I took that opportunity to basically take a month off of work because I was like, there's nothing else that's going to give me the excuse to take off work like this. So I took like two and a half weeks to go on this like lovely honeymoon to Japan and to Hawaii, came back. And the first day I was back at work, I was basically thrown back into the fire and it literally felt like the whole last month had not occurred. Like it wiped everything out, all the bliss that I was feeling or like, you know, all the, you know, excitement also of like exploring these new places, gone, <laughs> just gone within like, you know, minutes. And so I think that was the first moment in my consciousness where I was like, all right, I need to plan an exit strategy. And I think because I was experiencing burnout, I was experiencing the shortness of breath. I was experiencing this chronic stress. In my mind, I think, you know, the words self-care were starting to come up in the, you know, in the collective by that point. However, I feel like at that time, this is like 2017, self-care was really connected to like wine hour and hanging, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. It was, that was what we considered self-care, you know? And so for me, meditation was like a form of quote unquote self-care, but I really don't think I fully understood what that meant, you know, cause I was very much still in that myopic hustle culture needing to, you know, prove myself at work, just working crazy hours. And so fast forward to basically the end of 2017, I took this trip to Joshua tree with my new husband, new partner. And, um, just for the fun of it, I decided like, I found that this tarot reader would make house calls, you know, so she could come to our Airbnb. And um, I never gotten a tarot reading in my life up until that point. And didn't really, I was like very skeptical. I was like, all right, let's just do this for fun. You know, like how, you know, something to do in Joshua Tree. And so this person comes over, her name's Karis Reed. She's an amazing tarot reader and intuitive and psychic. And um, I have since like, gone to her regularly for these readings but at the time she came and I just remember this reading like I don't remember exactly what she said but two things really stuck out 
The first one was she mentioned that I'm somebody who really, really, really needs to be in nature. And it, it's something that it's she like kind of emphasized it in such a way that, um, you know, it just really stuck out at me. It wasn't just like a go on a hike every weekend or, you know, like she's like you. There's something about you and your energy that you really need to spend time really with the earth and with nature. And then the second thing she said was that, you know, it was almost like my guys were giving me permission to take that leap. And what she said was, if you are just, if you can just be brave and take this leap, you will be supported, you know? And she didn't know what was going on in my head or, you know, all, all these plans of starting like a self-care kind of company. She had no idea. And so I think as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, whoa, it was almost like a green light, you know, like I need to get out there or I need to like leave my job, leave my career and start this thing. Mm -hmm. And there just so happened to be a woman I was working with on the Lego account that we were staying, you know, staying at the office late night and her name is Sam. And we ended up working um, one night and just commiserating on how burnt out we were. And I started confiding in her, telling her like, I'm trying to, you know, start like create this exit strategy and start this self-care company. No idea what the hell the product was going to be. No idea what we were going to sell, but I was just in my mind, like I need self-care. So I'm going to start a self-care company, you know? And, um, and so she, like, she basically said, I will help you build this, you know? And we kind of strategized to leave around the same time, which ended up being April of 2018. And first thing we did was go to Joshua Tree for a four day retreat to just dream and allow ourselves to ideate around what we are, we wanted our lives to be not just like what we wanted this company to be but what if we could build our dream life what would we want in it you know and we busted out the whiteboard you know the paper and everything we just like started to brainstorm together and i think that was the first time in my life that i allowed myself to even go there like if i could have and make my life, whatever I wanted it to be, like, you know, what would it be? What I didn't know at the time, what we didn't know together was that each of us had so much healing to do within Mm -hmm. ourselves. And really, I feel now that I'm looking back at it from this side of the fence, Mm -hmm. I really believe that it was my father's spirit who kind of guided me to leave my career. He passed when I was 15. I believe he had has been like a guardian angel in a sense, you know, guardian guide this entire time. And I believe that I needed to leave this, this career and company in order to start my self healing journey. And really this company and building this company with Sam, what became the catalyst for our self healing, because we started to explore all kinds of things like neuroscience, how the brain functions, what stress does to the brain, um, the limbic system, how aromatherapy affects the limbic system. And it's like a quick shortcut to regulate your nervous system. Mm -hmm. We started like just looking into all these things and reading all these books. And then we started being almost like handed these opportunities to work with different healers and therapists and all kinds of people. And this is very much way before we even had the idea to start a podcast about this. Mm -hmm. So that fall after leaving our career in 2018, we were given an opportunity to work with a breathwork coach named Andrea Ming. And it was just the two of us. And in that one session, my dad, first of all, came through. I had not cried like that in my entire life. It was just like yeah. everything was getting excavated, you know? Yeah. Yep. And 
I totally confronted my grief, this grief that had been in my body for over 20 years that I had never addressed, but had tried to suppress by my workaholism, my perfectionism, my um, alcoholism, you know, like just drinking and like socializing all that pain out and numbing it all out through all these other things, you know, and avoiding dealing with it. So that all came through in that one session and just showed me this is the work ahead of you, you know? So that whole next year, I think after that first breathwork session, I realized like, this is such a powerful modality. I need to be a part of this somehow, you know? I was just so called to it and it changed my life in that one session. And there was a lot more healing. I mean, it's almost like it busted open the doors and showed me the road, you know? And from there, I was able to just start to explore more different, more things like Reiki and mediumship readings and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, Psychic intuitive classes and, um, you know, EFT and just like sky's the limit, right? And I really think that um, breath work as a modality itself was just really calling to me to learn, to just become a a certified life facilitator. So starting in 2019, I ended up getting certified that year, um, which is the very next year and beginning to do one-on-one, you know, kind of like gift sessions for my friends just to kind of learn and train. And um, that year too, in 2019, I was introduced to microdosing and I started microdosing um, with a life coach who just so happened to make her own microdoses. So concurrently, I think, as I was healing and exploring all these different modalities, I was starting to macrodose and microdose. And I was kind of, I didn't know it at the time, but it was almost like the mushrooms were calling to me to work with me. And so throughout that year, I think I came up to Idlewild about six times that year and did six different macrodose journeys with my husband. We would always run a little cabin and just be out in nature. And each time it was just this beautiful opening of my heart and so many profound things came through. But that very first journey that that we did in March of that year, this is after a month of microdosing as well. So I was, it's almost like I was being intro, reintroduced to the mushroom in a very spiritual and intentional setting in a way that was not the case when I was in college and kind of experimenting and exploring it on a recreational basis. Um, and so that very first macrodose journey, I received the words like, it's so scary to know who you really are. And I wrote that down in my journal and that after reading it over and over and over again, I realized that that is part of my purpose here to hold the hand and to create a safe container for others to go into that dark void, to explore the spaces that they have been too afraid to explore before and to confront and acknowledge some of the the traumas that they've held within their body. And so it's just magical and wild how this road has taken me down. It's like literally step by step by step by step. I had no idea that this was what my life was going to become. I had no idea that I even had a gift in facilitation or that, um, that, you know, I've learned I'd have this very ancient connection to earth. All these things are just like little puzzle pieces that just keep on getting revealed over time, you know, and 
it's just been so beautiful to see like how it all has unfolded. Yeah, I I have chills the whole time <laughs> we're speaking and I never really teared up on this podcast before, but I like almost started crying as you were speaking. It's just the emotion and and thank you so much for your vulnerability. That's that's why I call it a happy hour because it's almost like, you know, having a conversation with your closest friends and just venting and unleashing and opening up. So thank you for all of that that you just shared. I your journey really resonates with me. I'm <laughs> sort of at the beginning phases of what you were going through in, you know, 2018. Um, and yeah, and even the way you spoke of with your dad, like my dad's, um, it has a terminal illness right now and I can feel him. He's almost like starting to transition already. And I feel like mm. I mean, a guide for me. So I totally, totally relate to everything you mentioned and, and just what you were just speaking of with your career and how it was burning you out and, and you lost touch with your breath at one point. Um, I feel like the whole collective right now is going to do that. I mean, they don't call it the great resignation for nothing right now. People are yes. just fed up of being burnt out, fed up of, you know, just working these dead end jobs or long hours and, and not getting any benefit from it really besides maybe a pay, you know, your salary. But other than that, you're not living, you're just working all the time. So what is it mm -hmm. even worth at that point? So I'm just, yeah, I've just, your journey really resonates. So thank you for sharing all that. And, and I'm so glad you decided to take that leap because you're doing such incredible work right now. And, and I, I feel like every healer offers something different, a different approach. I feel like you have a very safe, warm environment. I, I love the breath circles. So yeah, I can attest the breath circles are great and, and the cannabis journeys as well have been great that I've participated in. So yeah, so honored to, to have you here and to just, have you be a healer on this earth during this time it's so needed so needed right now thank you i i'm just so grateful for the acknowledgement and just how clearly you see me too and i think you know going into this spiritual practice and the spiritual path and this path of healing there's still imposter syndrome there every day <laughs> you know and i think this is, while it's like a specific path, I feel like all the things that I contended with, even in my career, have not disappeared. They've just shown up in a different way on this path. And so I'm just grateful that I get a chance to heal while also holding space and facilitating these containers for healing with others too, because I also receive at the same time yeah. even as I'm facilitating, even if I'm not necessarily laying down and breathing and journeying in that way. There's so many moments where I've been in these containers. Even this morning, I did a 30 minute um, breathwork circle, which is very short for well set. And song number two comes on and I'm just crying. I'm just like, you know, and I'm still trying to understand what it is. But I think part of me is learning also my boundaries and learning how to protect myself, you know, as I'm in these spaces and holding space, but also keeping my heart open so that in some ways I feel like what's happening is as people are breathing and as they're releasing, there's this sort of transmutation that's happening also, I think through my, my own heart. It's mm -hmm. like, and I don't quite understand it yet. You know, I'm still really exploring what is happening as I'm in these like facilitation 
um, spaces. But yeah, it's it feels so beautiful though to be able to feel the energy and the emotion that is coming up in these containers as people are releasing. And yeah, it's just such an honor. It's such an honor to witness and be witnessed, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that speaks to what you're speaking to is the mirroring that takes place. Even your own story really mirrors my story in a lot of ways. Like we all are just really mirrors of each other. And I, I really feel that in your circles, like everyone who speaks up, it's like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Even though we all come from different walks of life and different, you know, upbringings and backgrounds and whatnot. I feel like we all at the soul level are having this human experience and then can relate to each other and mirror each other and reflect back maybe an area we're not looking at in ourselves or, or an area that we, that needs healing or uplifting. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's how I really benefited from those circles too, is like the community that's built around it as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask too, you know, why breath work? And, and I wanted to start this by saying, I, I was really, it was really bizarre. I was really resistant to breath work for a long time. I don't know why. You're not alone. I, yeah. And I was like doing Reiki and like, you know, all about the spiritual working with crystals, which I have, you know, right here. Always, um, I was so into that. And I was, there was like, it was so odd. I was like, oh, I don't know. Breath work. It just sounds too it sounded too simple to me like oh you just breathe like it it was just it was silly of me like I look back I'm like that was really silly but um but when I took your your circle was one of the first I've ever taken and it was just profound and I was like oh my gosh I was crying through it and there was so much like coming up for me and and you know your inner child comes through and it's like giving you these messages and you're seeing all these like visuals or at least I was seeing visuals during it um, but yeah, but, but why breath work? Like, why is it important? I, I know now experiencing it, it's phenomenal and profound and transformative, but, but what do you find with breath work is, a, is a big differentiator between it and other healing modalities? Mm, it's such a good question. And, you know, I mean, I feel like I had this thought the other day, this is actually a little while ago now, but. I don't know why it just kind of started to come through. I was meditating almost on just the breath, like us breathing. It is the one like bodily function that we have that you can do both consciously and unconsciously, you know? And it's so interesting to me that like when you bring consciousness to your breath, And this breath is literally your energy. You're breathing in energy. You're breathing in your chi and it is your life force, you know, like it's so elemental and it's so simple that I feel like that's why it's so overlooked because we do it so unconsciously, you know, and so many of us go through our lives shallow breathing you know not even realizing like oh my god i'm not breathing into my belly i'm like breathing up here or if you're stressed out you're you're barely breathing at all sometimes some of us are holding our breaths you know throughout the day and i found myself to be one of those like i you know i just suddenly find myself so short of breath and i realize like oh my god i'm holding my breath i'm not allowing this energy in and i think what i'm realizing is that like 
I think we humans like to make things really complex for ourselves. Yes. Right. (laughs) And we try to like traverse the earth, trying to find the most like profound, crazy modalities that are like, you know, quantum this and da, 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 like all these like crazy things are just so out there. And so like my human brain cannot comprehend this. And yet, the way we've been designed, the fact that we are divine beings, you know, these like spiritual divine beings living in this body on this earth, the answer is literally in the unconscious act that we do to keep ourselves alive, you know, that we cannot even really control sometimes because it's, it is just, it's like, it is the one thing that keeps us here, you know, it is this breath. So I think for me, I just realized like, whoa, this is super, the simplicity of it is so profound mm-hmm. and the accessibility is so profound, you yes. know? Yeah. And we technically can each do our own breathwork sessions by ourselves, you know, given a playlist or maybe given a little bit of guidance. It's, it's wild that you can go to these trance states deep into your consciousness to reprogram with just this elemental function that you do both consciously and unconsciously, you know? And I don't know if that answers your question, but I think there's something like just breaking it down. It's like, I'm a lover of children's books too. I find them to be so wise and so packed with like wisdom. I read A Wrinkle in Time, a young adult you know, like every year, like it's my favorite book because there's so much wisdom in the simplicity of it, you know? And I think throughout my life, and I think as I get older, that's all I'm searching for is just simplicity. Like how do I reduce all the excess and just break it down into the most basic, simple things? And I think when you master your breath and when you honor your breath, this beautiful energy that gets to come into you every day and give you life. I mean, again, it is the, it is the basic function. It's like the most basic function of our lives. And we so don't give it the gratitude that it deserves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. I, I think now, especially with everything we're going through, like before we started the episode, you know, Ellen and I were talking about how weird the energy is right now, how it's impacting everyone. And it's like, you can literally like drink water and, you know, manage your breath really. It's just huge for, for helping regulate your whole system. And it just reminds me too, like this year, I've, I've underwent a panic attack, like my first one ever, or last year actually. And um, I really think it, for me personally, I'm not speaking to everyone who's had panic attacks, but I think it came from like being dysregulated from my body in a lot of ways. And, mm-hmm. and, and so sometimes I find like, I get very anxious driving since the pandemic. And I find when I go back and I, I do some of the breath work tips that you've taught in your circles, I do some of that and it brings me back. And I started doing, um, alternative, uh, nostril breathing and that beautiful, I, I read that that actually regulates your nervous system. It like, it speaks to your left and right brain and it helps center you again. And I've noticed a huge difference with that. And it's like, you know, I I was like, I've been in therapy for, and I've been like learning all these tools with therapy, which has been very helpful, but it was like, 
oh, when I just like breathe, like Denise, that actually was the most helpful out of all the tools I've been <laughs> trying to implement. So, so yeah, again, like sometimes it's, the answer is just so simple and it's like right in front of us, but we try to overcomplicate and overthink. And, you know, you know, I'm like driving to my car, I'm like, okay, inner child, what do you need? And then it's like, okay, you just need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> right, right now, <laughs> right now. Totally. Inner child work's not important, but just like, in that moment, all I needed was breath. <laughs> right. Same thing with water, right? Like I completely overlook water as this like necessity. And I, I was, I think somebody, especially when you're in a sort of corporate job and you're constantly like jumping from meeting to meeting, I think hydration is the one thing that goes out the window, like going to the bathroom and then hydration, you know, yep. Yep. simple bodily functions. But now that I'm super conscious about intaking my water, I mean, it is literally <clears throat> like the one thing that keeps you also going. And it's when you drink water first thing in the morning, I used to reach for my coffee, right? Mm -hmm. When you drink water the first thing, it, you don't need anything else really. Like you don't need the caffeine. You don't need it. It really is just an energy booster. And yeah. this, this beautiful um, therapist once said, she was like a somatic therapist. She called water the information carrier. And I mean, we are water beings, right? And so when we don't have enough water, you can't carry that information. You can't tap into your intuition. All the channels are just shut off. And so something as elemental and simple as just hydration and like keeping your body hydrated with water, simple yeah. water and blessing the water before you drink it. I mean, yeah. it's like the most basic, things, you know, sitting outside under the sun, breathing in the air and just allowing yourself to be fed by, by the, the energy of the sun. I mean, so simple and it costs nothing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're right. And, and I just think I keep going back to like this day and age, but we're just so disconnected and even especially now, a lot of us are working remote. So maybe we don't even have that commute and like even leave the house, you know, walk outside to our cars, even we're just trapped inside all day. So I totally agree with you. I think we're so disconnected. You know, I can attest it's, it's totally, I've had to re-regulate my system because of the pandemic and how it's affected me. But yeah, I, I totally agree that there, it's just these like very simple things that, you know, getting outside even for 15 minutes, you know, sitting, sitting on a tree or sitting next to a tree or mm -hmm. walk or yeah, exposing yourself to sunlight is just so, so imperative. Um, for yeah us just to maintain like an even keel really it's but we we overlook it often like you like you touched on yeah yeah i think well we sort of touched on this but another question i had for you is um how would someone know that uh breath work is a technique that would be beneficial for them what should people like look out for or or consider when doing breath work I think that's a really good question too. And it's, it's funny because I go back to like what you shared, there was this resistance in the beginning, right? Of breath work. And I think I felt it too, to be totally honest, like the very first time I ever did breath work, it wasn't with Andrea, but it was, um, I had done it twice before I met with her. And the very first time was at that meditation studio in Santa Monica, where it was to me, I was like, oh, breath work. Okay. I guess we'll sit in a circle and we'll breathe together, you know, <laughs> thinking that it was just like, you know, a breathing technique to help regulate your nervous system. I had no idea what I was getting into. And so when this modality was introduced to me that time, I was like laying down, I definitely experienced release. 
in my mind at that time and where I was at the time, I just thought, oh, I'm crying because I'm releasing stress. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I wasn't ready yet to really deep dive into the trauma that my body was holding, you know, still very surface level. So from my point of view, honestly, everyone and anyone can benefit from breath work. I know that there's people who say that breath work doesn't work for them or, um, you know, or that they just don't like it, you know, and I completely honor that as well. Um, it's in that in that case or whatever, however you want to say it, like in those situations, perhaps they're just shut off to yeah. the potential of what breath work can do. But if you just look at what breath work is and this kind of breath work where it's a, the type of breath work I'm talking about, it's very similar to the two stage pranayama technique where all you're doing is breathing through your mouth into your belly and into your heart space and gently letting it go. So you're just taking diaphragmatic breaths for about in my in my circles about 20 to 25 minutes. You're just breathing. You know what I mean? There's nothing there's nothing dangerous about it because it's like saying that, you know, just naturally breathing is dangerous. And you you could breathe very slowly. It's not like you are doing holotropic breath work, which I believe is a little bit more activating and a little bit faster. You're kind of coached to breathe a little bit faster to the point where it may it can feel like hyperventilation. Mm-hmm. With this type of breath work, all you're doing is really breathing deeply. And so it goes to show just how 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 many of us don't breathe properly, you know, from the stomach and, you know, filling our bellies up and getting enough oxygen into your body. So I find that if you are somebody who feels resistant to breath work, um, and again, you know, honor your resistance. Like it's not about like, you know, you should do breath work or you should not do breath work. I just think that if there's resistance there, I try to look at any type of resistance as, okay, what is going on here? There's something deeper with this resistance that's keeping me from receiving what I need to receive, you know? And that goes for any modality, that goes for any situation in life, it goes for any trigger, you know? I'm now starting to look at any time I'm feeling frustrated or activated or, you know, whatever. What, why is this happening? What is the resistance about within me? Not within this other person, but what is it trying to show me, you know? And so that, that has really kind of transformed my life, just having that, that different kind of perspective. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say with, with breath work as well. Perhaps you're not ready to see what is inside yet. And, and that's perfectly okay. Everybody Mm -hmm. has their own journey and you may find that doorway through a different modality. Mm -hmm. But if you allow yourself to open up to the possibility and get curious as to what your breath can uncover for you, then I personally believe that you will find a wealth of information and, um, and just endless healing in this kind of work. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and yeah, I really like that you said, you know, honor the resistance and see why that's coming up for you. That's, that's a really good way to, to phrase it because oftentimes, yeah, we are resistant and 
we don't quite know why and it's it's good to really evaluate that and i i remember when i took the leap and was like okay i'm gonna take ellen's circle i just it looks cool and um yeah it just really spoke to me for some reason i'm like i don't know why normally i'm not attracted to breath work but i'm gonna try it and and yeah and i actually have been meaning to go back to a circle because i just find it so so freeing and liberating and and even in like the first five or 10 minutes for me personally, I feel like there's a huge shift in my mind. It's like, it's like, there's a lightness about my mind, not lightheadedness, but like light mm. I feel in my, in my brain, <laughs> if you will. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really freeing and liberating and, and helps you to access these, like you said, darker places that don't get to see as much light as maybe some other places and, and do it yeah. in a safe container with, with your system being whole totally regulated through the breath and, and supported in that way. Yeah. And I think there's always fear, right? There's always a little bit of fear. And I find that oftentimes that's what the resistance is. And it could be very subconscious, you know, like it may not be anything that is like, I think your ego wants to say like, it's just too hard or it's, you know, like I'm just uncomfortable, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I think there's something deeper in there in the subconscious that's kind of like, I'm scared. I don't know if I'm ready to see what's in here, you know, and it goes back to that fear of knowing who you really are. Yes. Yes. Or, um, knowing to like, sort of speaking for myself, but like going into those darker places, are they going to overwhelm me seeing like this darkness? I think that can be really scary for people too, but that's why I like to say, you know, in the breathwork sessions I've had with you, it, it just is a very safe container. And you say that in the beginning and you set up a whole like energetic bubble that just holds us. And so even it's just so interesting, even when you see things that might have been deemed darker, um, they, they don't affect you. Like they don't, they don't impact you in such a scary way. You're just witnessing them and it's, it just feels safe and nice. And, and yeah, so I, I love that your circles really open the container for people to experience it in a safe way. Thank you. I really do think that the connection to earth is really imperative for that feeling of safety. And I think I emphasize that a lot in my circles, just spending the time. I usually ground people in for a full 10 minutes before we start to actively breathe together, because I find it so important to make sure that we are all grounded and connected to earth and we're inviting her energy into our bodies that to me is like a a huge game changer that I don't know if I've experienced with other coaches or guides. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I need that connection and I need to feel protected and and like I'm anchored, you know, so that I can kind of blast off into these other quantum spaces and astral travel or whatnot. But that connection to earth to me is like, it's huge. Huge. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's another thing I discovered over the last year is like, I just need to get outside more and connect more. And um, I think for anyone that's experiencing, I know a lot of times we talk about in these modalities, ground, ground, but I don't think everyone always fully knows what that means or what that looks like. And I think it's sort of different for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. teach you your roots growing down into the earth. Uh, but I've actually found too, there's one day similar to the way your, your circle appealed to me. My guides were just like, you just got to go outside right now. It was like, you just got to join this breath work circle. You just got to go outside right now. And I was like, okay, I was just very in my head that day. So I went outside, I sat on this, this really cool tree that was like growing out sideways. So I could like actually sit on a nice little bench. 
Um, and I just sat on it and I like instantly felt like all the anxiety was draining out of my head, just out into the roots to be transmuted. Um, so, so things like that, if you're feeling like you can't just sit in your home and ground, you know, you can actually physically go outside and do it if, if that makes you feel better. And, and for me, I really needed to be physically outside to ground that day. And, and I've been doing it weekly now ever since it's been very helpful. So couldn't agree with more with the connection to your breath and to the outdoors and nature. It's all so important. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that you have that tree too. And so I have a cool. very <laughs> special. That. Yeah, they're they're honestly the best healers. <laughs> like if you're feeling dysregulated, if you're feeling disconnected, <laughs> go find yourself a tree and just sit against yes. the back of the trunk, you know, yes. and just be there, you know, and I, I, I think you're going to instantly start to feel lighter. It just, the trees, they're just so beautiful. Yeah. And even just from a scientific perspective, they're giving off negative ions. So that counteracts the positive ones you're experiencing from your computer, if you're sitting at a desk all day and your phone. So yeah, it's, it's hugely helpful. And it, it's funny, I'm based in Seattle and I, you know, there's people, there's a path nearby and people are like looking at me like, what's this? <laughs> on the tree. <laughs> and I'm just so at ease that I'm just like I don't even care this feels great <laughs> I love that that's no how shame. we all should be yeah no shame <laughs> no shame I don't think anyone's surprised at this point we've already survived a pandemic so it's like seriously we need to we need to do what we can to to stay well and and balance so yeah <laughs> I cannot agree more I love that you do that yeah thank you um, are there any stories you could share? I would love to hear, you know, your own personal story stories. And we didn't even touch on, you know, the cannabis work you do or the microdosing or anything like that. So feel free to touch on any of those topics too. But if you have any stories you'd like to share from your personal journey of breath work and, you know, the cannabis journeys and all of that, or from clients that you wish to share, please go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I think for me, there is um, something really beautiful about working with entheogenic plants. Mm -hmm. And I primarily work with cannabis and with psilocybin mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and over the last year, the call from the mushrooms is just getting louder and louder and louder. And so I'm now guiding a small cohort um, of people every other month. And it's called Moondose, but we essentially walk with a mushroom together and for about a month and it starts at a new moon and it ends at a new moon and that's really intentional and we're basically coming into relationship with the mushroom as friends you know as guides and as the intelligent beings that they are um and they're just so wise and they kind of open you up and create i, don't, I wouldn't even say create it's like they bring out the sensitivity that you have probably numbed out for the full extent of your life up until that point. And in this container, because it is for a full month, we meet every Sunday and we go through two different breathwork journeys together. And I always um, invite people to microdose uh, an hour before these journeys. There's also a journey with um, distance Reiki, I invite my business partner, Sam, to come in and I facilitate a sound healing session as she's doing distance Reiki. And it's just been so beautiful to bring the mushroom into this journey work because, and in this very intentional sort of way where I just find that they are, at least for me, 
these like magical kind of heart openers. Um, and just recently I I was taking a class called rites of passage, um, with this amazing teacher, uh, Bucky Fadip, um, or Fadipe. I can't remember how she pronounces her last name, but she's an amazing teacher of entheogenic medicines. Um, but she was teaching us that the definition of entheogenic is literally bringing forth the divine from within. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a, it's, it's part of the psychedelic movement conversation that I don't think gets mm-hmm. talked about nearly enough. But when you bring the mushroom into your life and you also bring this journey work and these different ways of going into your subconscious, I just find that there's just so much magic that comes through and they really become, they really become the guides. You know, I'm kind of facilitating the circle, but really they're your guides within and they're known as the little children and of all the different medicines, you know, they have this very playful, I would say even mischievous sometimes like energy. Um, but they're also a yin energy. It's a very, feminine energy and so they slow you down they drop you into your body they help you to become more embodied and to become more observant of all the energies and the currents outside of your body as well as within your body too and it's just it's beautiful beautiful medicine and the thing i find so incredible about this medicine is that it's an indigenous medicine and we are in this process right now in our collective in our expansion of our consciousness collective consciousness um of decolonizing all of this like patriarchal programming that we have all been indoctrinated in that our parents our grandparents our Mm great-grandparents centuries back have been indoctrinated in and it's it is the rise of the feminine energy once more the the rebalancing of the yin with the yang and so so much of that healing is happening and it doesn't matter what you know what gender you are it like all of us are experiencing this healing and so i just find it so beautiful that we are going back to this medicine that has been around for so long that is truly going to be our guides to our liberation, you know? And so again, with breath work and in combination with these entheogenic medicines, cannabis and, and, um, and psychedelic medicines or, or psychedelic mushrooms, I just find that there's going to be so much awakening happening and that it's just, it's kind of, I don't know. I, it's like, I, I have a hard time kind of imagining this world and being fully liberated in this world you know it just seems like such a far distant kind of like we'll never get there but literally i feel like i'm changing every day every week every month and time is doing this weird bendy thing where it's no longer feeling linear anymore and i think many of us are experiencing that you know and i don't know just such a it's, it really is kind of this wild incredible time to be alive to see all these changes happening and yeah. it may sound it may feel really dysregulating or, or really scary too but I also kind of look at it as like the potential of humanity is truly opening up and I can't wait to see what happens 
I couldn't agree more. Again, I have I have chills again <laughs> as you're speaking about all of this, and and I totally agree that I think psilocybin is going to be the way of the future. I actually have a dear friend who's studying, um, going to be studying uh, therapy using it. Uh, so just going to show how much it's growing, and and even there's someone at my company, um, a top person. I'm not going to say what they do or anything, uh, but but they actually do like um, psilocybin journeys. And I was shocked to hear this, just knowing this person. <laughs> but I, oh, but it was but it was great to see. I was like, wow, like I keep seeing that in the collective. I keep seeing things that I'm going through or learning about like psilocybin and, and the medicinal use of it. I'm like seeing it reflected out in the collective of like, oh, this person I know is doing it or this person is getting trained in it. And and I just think, yeah, I totally agree that I think it's going to really change the way we we look at trauma and we look at uh, certain things that we used to maybe prescribe other sorts of medication for and maybe open up the space for, for psilocybin to help out in that way and support in that way. Um, yeah, and I like that you mentioned that it's called a it's called what is it the child did you say the, the little little children the little children <laughs> because before you even said that I was thinking when I when I microdose I'm like oh my gosh I feel like a kid again like the way it opens yes heart. and I was like I remember like looking at like the flowers there was like all these petals falling in the air above me from a tree above me and I was just like oh this is so nice <laughs> and like oh and like giggly and all of that and you're just like you feel so expansive. You really feel more connected with your soul, which is really how your soul is. I think yeah. the time before you were programmed to be who you were not, you know, like as a kid, when you're running around and you're rolling around in the grass and you're just like, oh, this is so nice. That's like basically what it's like. It's reconnecting you to that point in time before, before you were told to maybe grow out of that or grow up. You can't, you can't act that way anymore. You know, it's exactly beneficial. So yeah. So I'm so glad that you offer circles for that. And I wanted to ask too, are they all virtual or are they in person? They're all virtual. So virtual. yeah, we have a Mighty Networks community. And so we kind of send each other messages and we post things that we find interesting. And it really is just, it's like a, I was like really adamant about telling my group, like this is not a course. There is not a beginning or an end to this. Really, you are opening up this beautiful relationship, a lifelong relationship with the mushroom. Yeah. And you're coming into relationship in a really intentional way through altar work, through journey work, through meditation and daily invitations to go out into nature or to go sit with a tree or yep. to feel the environment and landscapes and the land within your body. So I pull in a lot of ecosomatic practices in there as well. But it is, it's, it's a walk, it's a journey. And I find right now, a lot of the containers I'm in feel so good because we are literally walking with each other. We're in community with one another. We are witnessing each other and we are being witnessed. And that is something that the mushroom showed me last October in my last macrodose journey. I went to Mount Shasta with a friend of mine and during our journey, our, our macrodose journey with the mushroom, they were just showing me like, what a gift it is to be invited to be a witness in somebody's life, you know? And they were showing me my husband at that time. And, yeah. you know, it was just like so beautiful because oftentimes you're like, you know, like 
I just want to be loved by this person or mm-hmm. I just, you know, need to receive their love or their acceptance or, you know, whatever. But in this moment, they were like, no, he chose you to be a witness of his highest highs and his lowest lows, his entire human existence. And like how, what an honor that is, you know? And I feel that way as a facilitator in these breathwork circles or in these plant medicine circles, what an honor it is to receive the gift of being able to witness people's journeys in this circle, you know? I think there's so much healing in simply being witnessed also, like not even necessarily doing anything specific, but just vulnerably allowing somebody to share in your human experience. There's so much healing just in that act alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so needed right now where people are feeling lost and like they don't have community. Again, I, I just, can't promote your services enough because I really feel like they bring together a really nice community that's everyone's being vulnerable on the calls, whether I haven't done um, the moon ones that you were talking about, but I think I might have to get signed up. They're pretty <laughs> awesome. But, but yeah, even just like the breath work journeys have been really creating that container and that vulnerability with people. And I think it's, it's so beautiful. And it, it, like you said, beautiful to witness people in your life like that is Wow, that's such a beautiful teaching. I never thought think of it that way. Sometimes you take people for granted too. And it's that's such a beautiful message to remember and recall. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I love that. So can you tell us, you know, any on speak of any more services that you offer offer or anything that's maybe coming down the line that you're gonna be offering soon, you know, and and where's a good place to maybe reach you at? So I have a lot of ideas (laughs) and you know, they're still percolating and it's so funny. It's, it's like the timing of this, um, this like conversation is like not lost on me. Um, because just even today, this morning, I was like almost dreaming up this kind of almost membership kind of group where, you know, so it's still kind of forming in my mind. So that's kind of, um, to be determined, but in terms of um, what I offer now, so I do the moon dose uh, microdosing groups. Mm-hmm. I call them crews um, every other month, mm-hmm. kind of almost like based off of a microdosing protocol where you can kind of do it one month and then you can take a month off to reset and then you, you follow up with the next month. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm doing that six times this year and we're in crew number two right now. Mm-hmm. So it'll end at the end of March. I'm going to take April off and then crew number three will start in early May. Um, And then every month now, I've been doing a breathwork circle called Breathe. Mm -hmm. And I've also been doing a breathwork and cannabis circle called Breathe Cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also a moon circle that I come together with my business partner, Sam, and our friend Nina, who's uh, an advanced Akashic reader. Mm -hmm. And we create these moon circles um, that is a mixture of an Akashic reading on behalf of the collective, mm-hmm. uh, breathwork journey. And while you're breathing, Sam is facilitating distance Reiki. And we've just been finding that that combination is really magical and powerful and potent. Um, so that's so far what I've been offering. Um, and I just feel like, oh, 
aside from that, I do one-on-one sessions as well. And so the one-on-ones are a little bit different where you do go into a breathwork journey. It's very much um, focused on what you're needing to heal and work through. Um, But I always start those journeys by connecting in with your inner child before we even meet getting a reading from um, the inner child and just learning what it is that they need most. Um, And it's so fascinating kind of going down this journey of even connecting to these different inner children because I get flashes of visions and they kind of, they kind of tell me like very, very directly what it is that, you know, you need to work through. And then I open up the tarot and the Oracle cards and follow up with a reading just to kind of validate or or expand on the messages coming through the inner child. And then we bring that in. So the whole first hour is um, the reading and kind of talking through the reading and whatever you're kind of going through in your life currently. Um, And then we lay down to breathe and that that breathwork journey is very much tailored to like what you're what you're working through. So um so yeah, those are the the offerings right now, but I'm kind of excited to see what comes down the pipeline in terms of um retreats um and I have this dream of doing something in Kauai and in Japan oh, and so yeah, I'm kind of like putting that out in the universe right now mm-hmm. to see what what manifests, but yeah, I'm just Sign open for it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually, you. I'm actually looking for the next like microdosing thing I do to be in like a like a group setting, either maybe virtual, like your your moon doses, or um, in, in person would be so cool. So, you have one interested person. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yay! So Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I was gonna say too, it's so cool that you offer in your one-on-one sessions uh, that inner child healing work. I I'm just curious as you were talking about that, is there any, are there any messages or does this happen a lot where you know the person as their adult self and when you meet their inner child, is it like a totally different person? Like you're kind of taken aback by it or is it sometimes like, oh, I see some similarities or the whole, the whole gamut of that, I guess. Well, what's been so surprising, like pleasantly surprising to me is most of my clients, we haven't even like physically met before and we haven't even seen each other on zoom. And so when somebody books a session with me, all I really have is their name, (laughs) their name and the the email, you know, and like the, the little bit of correspondence that we have to like book the session. And so when I connect in with their inner child, I literally have no idea what to expect because I don't even know who they are necessarily as, as adults or as people. And when I, give the reading when I share what came through, you know, cause I always, there's still a part of me and I, this is my own process and my own like path of learning and healing. There's still a part of me that is skeptical. There's still a part of me that as these images or visions come through, I'm like, really, is that really right? Like I, you know, and I've learned enough now where I just write it down anyway. And so I take a bunch of notes on what comes through and I always preface before my readings, like, take what resonates, please leave everything else that does not resonate, you know, so you retain your power. And partly because I don't fully 100% trust what comes through yet. You know, like I'm at that place right now where I'm still learning and I'm still developing these skills. But when, when images come through that don't make any sense to me, and I can't figure out the story behind these images, but I just kind of lay it out there. Mm -hmm. 
And then the person I'm working with starts to cry because it hits on mm-hmm. this deep place of knowing with then these like moments of validation for me just make me realize like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it's not me. All, all I'm doing is I'm just sort of opening myself up as a channel. And so it's really their guides and their inner children, you know, who are really kind of like coming to me and speaking through these visions and, and whatever it is I'm receiving. Yes. So it just tells me like, just trust, just trust it. There's, you know, sometimes <clears throat> there's no rhyme or reason to what, like I, it's not for me to understand, you know what I mean? It's only for me to deliver. And so that's something that I have to rem- remind myself too. And it's just, it's powerful when you realize yeah. like there's so much truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally resonate with that too. It's, it's so interesting when you get intuitive hits and it's like I always tell people it's like a muscle that you are working out basically you're developing that muscle over time you're learning to trust it I I personally don't think it's necessarily bad to be skeptical I've found Reiki sessions I'm like is this my own intuition coming through or is this actually this person so like I actually find that it really helps my sessions when I am questioning things and not just like Mm. oh this just came through and and so yeah so I always think there's that balancing act of trusting and and also questioning just like is this true for this person or is this the message they need to be delivered and and yeah I I'm the same as you I just basically share everything and and if something doesn't resonate totally fine and and that's not for them at that point so yeah I I totally agree and and I I was just thinking as you were speaking too that we're so so disconnected from our intuition in in our patriarchal society it's so of the mind all the time and and I think it's very hard for us to trust when that stuff, when those hits come through. And, and I, I hear people talk about it in my day-to-day life, like, oh, I just didn't know why, but I just feel like I had to do it. And then when I did it paid off or, or whatever it was. So, so yeah, I think there's really something to it. Just, just following that instinct and, and you really won't be led wrong. So. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'd so appreciate what you were saying about the importance of the questioning, you know, and, and just sort of like, making sure that it's coming from the right place and not necessarily from, you know, your own ego or your own, you know, whatever getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Definitely. And, uh, I, my last question I like to end on is what is one message you have for the collective with, with everything going on right now, or what do you think people can benefit from hearing at this point? I think what's coming through for me right now is don't be so afraid of the discomfort and don't try so hard to either leave or avoid the discomfort or to end it super fast. I think the latter is really important too because I think some people come into these breathwork sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's no judgment on this. Like I feel like I'm in the same boat too, where they just simply want to feel better. You know, mm-hmm. they just want to release the energy. They want to release the, um, the pain. And mm-hmm. I think what I'm realizing is that when you like part of healing, I think is learning how to sit with the pain, mm-hmm. you know, and learning how to extract the medicine from the pain, which requires you to 
befriend the pain, you know? And something else that the mushrooms share with me in that same macrodose journey I did in October, they were showing me that joy and like love and these beautiful frequencies, these like call it high vibrational frequencies, these frequencies that we all want to be in curiosity and wonder and joy and, you know, playfulness, all of that can only be felt at its highest high if we allow ourselves to also experience the lowest low. They go hand in hand, you know, you can't have one without the other. And so if you're avoiding your pain or if you're trying to numb it out or you're trying to get away from it too quickly, I think you almost shortchange yourself from the growth and from the healing that you can receive and the medicine you can receive, the wisdom you can receive that is held within that discomfort. You know, it's there for a reason. And so rather than avoid and run away, lean in and get curious and ask, you know, why are you here? What are you, what are you here to teach me? Yeah. That that's a beautiful message to end on. Thank you so much. And couldn't agree more. Um, I just think I was thinking back to to my own journey when I let I covered things up being a workaholic, like you mentioned, and kept covering and, and moving away from my inner feelings and traumas and whatnot. And and then it just all came to a head and boiled over because I wasn't acknowledging it. So that's why mm-hmm. it's so important to just you know, confront it in the moment and and be gentle with yourself on the journey too and allow for whatever come up. And they always say that shadow work is is like an onion. You keep peeling back a layer. And even though you might think you're done with some sort of trauma that happened or or something that affected you in your life, there's another layer that sometimes shows up randomly and you just got to honor it and just, just accept it when it comes up and not run from it. So beautiful message. And and I think, you know, Ellen's breathwork sessions, really all of her sessions really help you to, to do that in a safe container if you're looking for that at this time. So thank you, Ellen. We'll sign off with the cheers. Thank you so much. This has been yeah. so fun. This has been cheers. so fun. Cheers. <laughs>